On March 7 this year, Union Health Minister Harshvardhan said that India was in its end game of the COVID-19 pandemic. This was in response to the rising cases after the first wave had ended when schools were reopening and life was about to resemble times before covid but reality played out otherwise cases began to peak by record numbers and on may 18 india surpassed us and brazil for the highest single day spike of deaths for any country recording over 4500 deaths and the numbers back up india's struggle against covid-19 as of 18 june we have almost 30 million cases and a death toll of over 383000 people were dying outside the hospitals without getting due medical attention crematoriums overflowed with covid victims during the peak of the second wave this happened to an extent where parking lots and other public sites had to be turned into makeshift crematoriums despite its severity covid-19 is not the only thing india has to be concerned about Over the past few weeks there has been a sharp rise in the number of fungal infections reported in India. Professor K Vijay Raghavan, government's chief scientific advisor, said that the third wave of COVID-19 in India is inevitable. Now to know if we are prepared for the upcoming wave, we need to first understand the root causes and factors that have contributed to the second wave such as leadership impacts, health infrastructure, vaccination drive and citizens role. leadership and its impact despite the rising cases and death counts india's prime minister narendra modi has maintained a muted stand with no press conferences held yet during his address to the nation a major onus of the decisions was given to the state he said that the situation in india was under control until some weeks ago but the second wave of covid-19 had come like a storm scientists disagree with the prime minister's claims According to Reuters, a forum of scientific advisers set up by the government had warned Indian officials way back in early March of a new and more contagious variant of COVID-19 taking hold in the country. Scientists had predicted the second wave in advance. During this time, millions of largely unmasked people attended religious festivals and even political rallies that were attended by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, leaders of the ruling party and politicians from the opposing parties. Despite advocating for COVID-19 protocols, the Prime Minister has been seen addressing a large crowds without masks or social distancing and admiring the crowd strength by saying the quote that I have never seen such a huge crowd. Noting the difference between the advisory live streams of our leaders and their actual on-ground actions, Dr. Chandrakant Laharia, a public policy and health systems expert, said that there was a complete disconnect between what they practiced and what they preached. Healthcare infrastructure. The second wave has exposed the underfunding and neglect of the public healthcare system in India. The heartbreaking scenes that have been witnessed outside hospitals that is people dying without getting treatment shows the grim reality of India's healthcare infrastructure as one expert puts it India's public health infrastructure was always broken the rich and the middle class are just finding it out those who could afford it have always relied on private hospitals for treatment while the poor struggle to even get a doctor's appointment India's healthcare spending including both private and public has been around 3.6% of GDP for the past 6 years. Even smaller developing nations such as Sri Lanka and Thailand spend more than India 
like 3.76 and 3.79 percentage of their GDP on their healthcare infrastructure, respectively. And overall, India has fewer than one doctor for every thousand people, and in some states, it's more worrying with only one doctor for every two thousand people. Available schemes and resources. Over the past years, the government has been issuing various schemes and subsidies for the people. But due to the shortage in resources and facilities, it is difficult for one to avail the schemes. What is worse is that life-saving drugs like Remdesivir were being sold on the black market at a very heavy price of forty to fifty thousand every vial due to the scarcity. But with no other options available, many people. were actually forced to pay these hefty prices looking on to the rural side of india a village named khara in rajasthan's bikaner district not too far from the bikaner city when india today's team reached the village for reporting their healthcare system was found to be overburdened and medicines were short in supply one village health center is meant to cater around 5000 people but in khara there is only one sub health center for more than 15000 people Seema Devi, an A&M or auxiliary nursing midwifery at Khara Sub Health Center, said that the tending to the entire village while also handling the center is very difficult. She stated that they needed more hands on deck. While the government claims to have reached out to people in rural areas with medical care, here the ground reality shows something very opposite. The government policies and schemes rarely reach the underprivileged population, considering the lack of proper health infrastructure in rural areas vaccination drive on june 7 the central government announced free vaccination for all people above the age of 18 and also decided to take over 25% of the vaccination work handled by the state governments meaning the central government will now buy 75% of the total vaccine production and supply it to states for free while the 25% of the vaccine production allotted to private hospitals remains constant this centralized procurement could have been adopted earlier previously the state governments were allowed to contact the manufacturers directly for procuring the vaccines which led to chaos and more uncertainty in the process there was a severe shortage of vaccines in many states due to which many people were left waiting for months to get their respective dose the new decision comes after a month when the supreme court had asked the center on 2nd may to revise the vaccine distribution to be more in line with articles 14 and 21 of the indian constitution and there is an aspect of economic divide to consider at the peak of second wave vaccination drives stopped walk-in registrations for the citizens with only online registrations via the covin app allowed this led to disparity with those working from home availing the vaccine via online registrations while those without smartphones often engaged in outdoor occupations such as fishing and labor who are more in need of vaccines being left out of the vaccination program for a while citizens role the role of citizens is very crucial in combating the pandemic while most of india did stay indoors and followed social distancing many were seen flouting the same protocols especially in instances such as the janta curfew amid the devastating impact of the covid-19 pandemic several ngos influencers and even strangers were responding to sos calls on social media for arrangement of oxygen medicines hospital beds and even cremation spots 
Several local activists initiated petitions to halt mass gathering besides educating people about the super spreader events that can lead to mass spreading of the virus. While religious beliefs are sensitive and political topics in India, communities from various religious faiths opened up their places of worship and other institutions as covid care centers and are now providing critical food and oxygen supplies irrespective of one's identity. Professor K Raghavan also emphasized that the third wave can be prevented if we take strong measures. This comes after 2 days he had said that the third wave was inevitable. It is important to know that prevention is the key as India's healthcare infrastructure is already overburdened with patients from both the first and the second wave. Note the curve and it is evident that India is recovering from the worst of its second wave. Active cases are falling and things are slowly getting back to pre-covid times. But with the risk of mutations, a stage where the virus alters its structure and becomes potentially more transmissible, India is in no position to endure the likely event of a third wave. Livelihoods of several small businesses and low-income Indians are at risk of bankruptcy and in most cases it is either a debt to COVID-19 or the loss of livelihood. And while India is not the only country to face an oxygen crisis and high death counts, it has arguably witnessed the worst of COVID-19 out of all countries with much being a consequence of the government's miscalculated moves. Hence, while in theory it is possible to avoid and mitigate a third wave with the right measures taken, the reality is a bit complicated. Even if the cases are kept under control, India's majority, its low and middle income people are not ready for another lockdown.